You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Richard Kunst along with Deacon John Foucault coming to you from the beautiful Diocese of Duluth on the shores of the beautiful Lake Superior on a beautiful day today in the summer. So we are right now talking to, well, we're gonna, we are going we to are talk going to, to Teresa Mull, who is an author of a book called Woke Proof Your Life. So, Teresa, welcome to Real Presence Radio. Yes, please introduce Thank yourself. Thank you. It's a, a pleasure. Bit. Yeah, say a little bit about yourself. Well, I am from central Pennsylvania. I grew up here. I traveled around a little, went to college at the University of Dallas, small liberal arts Catholic school. Um, had an adventure out in Idaho in the mountains. That was beautiful and fun and a little wild. And now I'm back in my hometown where I am a conservative writer, editor, and now author, which is fun. Wow. Congratulations uh, on that. Yeah. Uh, family? Thank you. Are you married or not? Or I am not married. I, uh, I'm the youngest of six children, best for last. I have a twin brother, <laughs> but he's 13 minutes older than me, so he's definitely my big brother. Uh, and uh, Yeah. Well, great. So, Teresa, tell us about this book that you wrote. Yes, Woke Proof Your Life. Yeah, I was inspired by um, the arguments that I had been seeing happening in the media, the arguments I was having myself, the articles I was writing about things that seem like you shouldn't have to argue about them, things like a man is a man and a woman is a woman, and a man can't have babies and uh, men shouldn't be competing in women's sports. All these woke talking points. I kind of lifted my head out of the <laughs> out of all the fighting one day and said, why are we arguing about this? What can we do? How do we get back on track to a more sane world? And so many people are anxious, they're stressed out, they're o- overweight, they're addicted, they're just pretty, we're pretty miserable as a whole, as a society. And I thought, you know, this isn't the way I want to live. This isn't the way I want my friends and family to live. How do we get that way, and how do we cure ourselves? So that was the inspiration for the book. I prayed a lot about it. I reached out to a lot of sources that I include in the book, and it came together, and it will be available um, to for people to have in their hands and read on August 15th. Great, great. So what, uh, why don't you, so, one of the, so I, I hit the topic of woke uh, an awful lot in my homilies, and I once was asked, well, what is woke? Yeah, what's even the definition? And so, so what? What is woke, and and how is that different from uh, cancel culture, or what? What is? Maybe you can define these terms a little bit for us. Sure, I would say that woke is intentionally vague. You know, um, people say, "Oh, you can't even define it. You don't even know what you're mad about." Well, I think that's on purpose because a lot of the terms that wokeness uses are these kind of wishy-washy feel-good terms, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, um, social governance, social justice, all these things sound pretty nice, you know, sound positive, but whenever you pull back the smokescreen, so to speak, they uh, they really are covering up a pretty um, evil, wicked agenda. So I describe wokeness, it's essentially an ideology that uses noble goals to um, bring about control and destruction of society. And I've been describing it also kind of as political correctness on steroids. You know, a lot of the talking points that wokeness uses, a lot of the same agenda is, are things that we've seen for years and years, but it's kind of taken a more extreme 
turn, especially since COVID, you know, we weren't arguing about what is a man like three years ago, but now we are. So, yeah. So in the description of the book, it says that it provides practical woke proof ways in which the silenced majority, which feels disoriented, if not overwhelmed, can finally stand up and restore America's values and culture. Can you speak to that a little bit? What are a couple of the things in your book? Give us, because it's not out yet, give us a few tidbits, a few teasers. I encourage people uh, to find God, first and foremost, and probably a lot of your listeners are already, have a church community, maybe they go to church, they pray, Um, and if you're not doing those things, that's the first thing you need to do, because uh, all throughout Scripture and our tradition, we are told not to have anxiety, not to let the... The, uh, the problems of the world to weigh us down and distract us, but that's exactly what wokeness does, is it distracts us from our relationship with Christ, and it causes chaos and division and isolation, and that's, that's how the woke really accomplishes their goals of control, because every, everybody's upset, everybody's uh, looking at each other as, um, you know, rather than a neighbor that who, whom we will serve, but as more somebody that they can use to, to for their own gain. So, uh, make sure that you're paying attention to your spiritual life, first and foremost. Um, I also encourage people to put down their phones to make sure they're using technology as a resource, not as a recourse. You know, I've, I've done it myself. We see this all the time. You have five minutes to spare um, standing in line at the post office, whatever it is. You whip out your phone. You look at TikTok. You look at the news. You get agitated. You get woke messaging into your eyes and ears and your soul. And, uh, that's destructive. You know, we have to really guard our senses and make sure that we're using our time wisely in a way that brings us closer to God and that we're not just filling, filling our time, which is precious and valuable and finite, um, and wasting it. So be, be guardful of your, of your technology use and then spend your time um, on things like hobbies, on um, uh, volunteering, things that enrich your life and the lives of others, and that use the gifts that God gave you. Um, so much of what we do in modern life really um, kind of puts a damper on the what it means to be a human, you know, using our hands, smelling things, touching things, being out in the garden, experiencing nature. There's a statistic in the book that 90% or in North America, uh, the average person spends 90% of his time inside. And I think that's a really big problem. So, um, yeah, just getting, getting out there, spending time away from, from media that's so full of wokeness, and realizing that you have more in common with your neighbor than you have differences, and really getting back to kind of that old-time lifestyle. Teresa, you're clearly not from Duluth, because we all spend 90% inside in Duluth, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> so, Teresa, okay, very important question. What's your favorite color? Yellow. Yellow. Okay. All right. There now, here's was. a more important question. So, you just said a little bit ago that you know this whole woke this this whole thing about you know arguing what is a man and blah blah blah. That's only been the last few years. But doesn't the woke thing kind of like pre-exist that? I mean, it, maybe in a different name. Isn't there like a long history of this type of craziness? Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's been the playbook of the devil. His the Greek word for devil comes from diablos, which means to divide. So it's just. Um, it's just evil by another another word. Um, as I said, you know, it's, it's uh, political correctness on steroids. They just it's kind of like the the gloves came off during COVID. I theorize that it's because we were 
mandated to stay inside. People were bored. They There's a lot of instances of screen addiction that took place during COVID, and I don't think we've really recovered. People got so used to using their phones, and uh, we know that so much of social media and uh, just the mainstream media in general is really a... Uh, they they promote so much wokeness. So it kind of took hold then, and so, uh, we haven't gone back to, to the old ways of spending time together. So, so. Teresa, can I, can I counter that a little bit and maybe give you a different uh, thought in regards to where it sources? Uh, uh, from my observation, I think that woke was born with gay marriage. Because as soon as you allowed a man to marry a man and a woman to marry a woman, everything was now up for grabs. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and I think that it was a slow process to get to where we are now, but I do think that even just like uh, the way social media works and then de- definitely the pandemic, all that came in to make the perfect storm. But I, I really personally think, and I could be wrong, but I personally think that once society as a whole accepted gay marriage, then everything was up. Everything changed. Everything yeah. changed. It's like, yep. And we didn't see it immediately. The norm was gone. The norm was gone. Yes. That, yep. And so, yeah. And so like 10 years before gay marriage, you would have never thought a man would marry a man. You wouldn't even think. It was, no. it was insane. So once you get to that point where it's like, you accept the insanity, then all insanity is fair play. Yep. That's my Absolutely, take. yeah. I actually kind of take it back. The roots to our modern uh, wokeness is um, the sexual revolution, where you're basically saying, you know, homosexuality is okay, it's whatever, love is love, um, have sex with whomever you want outside of marriage, you know, don't get married even if you have a kid. You know, this really lax attitude toward sex in the family is where it's started and then right yeah with with gay marriage um you know definitions don't really mean anything you know what is the purpose of marriage but to procreate children or of sex and marriage um is is for the procreation of children and to rear them in a family and you know obviously a gay couple can't have children um (laughs) and so whenever you you just you mess up all these definitions, yeah, then anything goes. And you can say that you identify as a cloud or that, right. um, you know, or an animal. whatever, or whatever you want. And, and right. yeah, and, and we, we've gotten to, a, in fact, this is just came to me yesterday. I had a conversation just yesterday with a prisoner, and, and she made the comments like, do you notice how in culture now it's like, we accept, you know, homosexuality is as normal as heterosexuality. Where it wasn't that long ago, that was not the case. But exactly. they have done such a good job at promoting this tiny minority of the population to being the accepted norm when it's not norm. And, no. and so as a culture and as a society, now we just accept it. Yep, of course, gay, no, absolutely, it's perfectly normal. And once normal. that's accepted, the next thing becomes exactly. expected, expected exactly. to be accepted, All right. right? Yeah, so we're, ta- we're talking to Teresa Moll. She's got a, uh, a book that's coming out that sounds pretty exciting from yeah. my standpoint, Woke Proof Your Life. And uh, we, well, we still have a minute. Well, just give us a second, Teresa. Tell us where they can get the book. We'll, yes. we'll, we'll, we'll address this again in a little bit later. Yeah, the best place to get it is at the Sophia Institute uh, Press website. That's my publisher. And so if you go there, they get the, the most benefit. And they're a wonderful Catholic nonprofit organization. So that's the number one place. It will also be available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. So if you want to stick it to some more modern, uh, mainstream, semi-woke <laughs> uh, incorporation, you can make my book go to number one and tell them how we all really feel about it. That would be great, but we we don't want them to have money. We want we want no, other people. Yeah, so, but anyway, so we're yeah. talking to Teresa Mall about a great book that's coming on uh, the scene here next month, uh, Woke Proof Your Life, and we'll continue this conversation immediately after this brief break. <laughs> 
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. Umary.edu. That's umary.edu. Let us run to Mary and as her little children cast ourselves into our arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. As Catholic people, we recognize our lives are gifts from God. Blessings received are a result of God's grace and goodness. Our Lord entrusts us to be good stewards of His many gifts. We are called to conduct lives that honor Him and bear witness to our faith in Jesus Christ. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio. As we begin a new year, let's reflect a moment on stewardship. Your life should provide an example to others in the way you live your faith, the way you manage your possessions, and the way you plan your estate and personal affairs. You have spent a lifetime acquiring your assets and living your faith. Fortunately, we can provide you with an estate planning guide that allows you to put all of your important information in one place and enable you to document your intentions. To request an estate planning guide, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunz, along with Deacon John Foucault, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota, where it's always cold, except for now. And we are talking to Teresa Mull, the author of the new book, Woke Proof Your Life. Deacon John has a compelling question for you, Teresa. I do. Yep. Go for it. I didn't know which question I had, but I'm going to go to this one then. So we had talked on break about how do we return to normal, and is that even possible? Can you expand upon that and what your thoughts are in regards to that, Teresa? How do we get back to normal? Yes, I think absolutely we can get back to normal. Uh, first of all, we have to keep in mind what normal is. You know, we were talking about how commonplace homosexuality is, same-sex marriage, all these things. It's in movies, TV shows, on commercials. You know, if you watched TV, you would think that more than half the population was homosexual exactly. <laughs> from the ads and things like that. Yeah. So um, we, I, I advocate for, as I said, you know, keeping them, the media to a minimum because these things can affect you even if you are a conservative, traditional um, Catholic or a Christian, um, I, I make the analogy in the book of whenever you walk into a room and you notice, like, a really strong, stinky smell, and then, like, two minutes later, you don't notice it anymore because you've, like, absorbed it and it's become part of you, and you're just like, oh, it doesn't smell in here. I think that's kind of what's happening in our society. Um, so we have to remain vigilant. Um, we have to, I, I advocate for um, conscientious consuming. 
So, you know, you walk into Target and you see something gay and you're like, oh, well, um, I, I just, I really want to buy this laundry detergent or whatever you're getting for cheap at Target. But you have to be strong. You have to tell yourself, no, this is not the tide that I want to take over our country. I don't, I don't approve of this. I'm going to deny myself and maybe I'll spend a little extra money, but I'll go to the local store that doesn't advocate for this stuff. Uh, so uh, definitely... Uh, yeah. Actually, Teresa, we, we already canceled Target before you were on the air, so people are not going to go to Target that are listening. So Okay, wonderful. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I have a guide for how people can uh, boycott effectively, um, you know, how you can make your voice heard. We've seen this happen with Bud Light and, as you said, Target, the Dodger Stadium fiasco. People are upset about wokeness, and they don't want it taking over, but you can't let it creep in. It is a poison, and it's coming in everywhere you look, and you really have to... You have to make your home a um, a refuge from wokeness. You know, make sure that what you're taking in your home, what you have on your television, your computer, all those things are woke-proof, you know, positive things that are encouraging a holy and wholesome lifestyle. So, and standing up to these woke corporations, you know, writing boycott letters, getting your family and friends, encouraging them, you know, saying it's not worth it. Um, you know, you might be able to get your Amazon stuff in one day, and it might be super cheap, but uh, is that really the society that you want to build? So yeah. being conscious of what you're buying, where you're spending your money. Go ahead. So maybe, Teresa, maybe I'm a little Pollyannish on this, but I've been pretty, I'm pretty optimistic about this. Cause I think that the insanity can only Less, be around so for long. so long. It's like just the news came out the other day about the CDC giving recommendations of men breastfeeding. It's like there's, there's this point that the insane can't continue. And so I tend to think that there's a flash in the pan aspect of some of this not all of it but some of it it's like the three you know the multiple genders it's like that, that's got to go away eventually because it's just insane right it might be i mean, what, I mean what's years, your thoughts but... on that yeah it's not sustainable and it's getting ridiculous you know the the devil can't help himself give him an inch and he'll take a mile you know he sees oh gay marriage he sees um a gay pride parade and next thing you know he's like oh what else can we do and then he really goes for it and you know people will We'll let it in here and there a little bit at a time, but really, I think they, I think they um, are undoing themselves <laughs> by right, exactly. this extremeness. Yeah, and it's they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot, yep. and it's enjoyable to watch. Um, also, it's just not sustainable, you know, biologically. Like, there's no way, no. <laughs> just practically speaking, that this can go on. And then we also see the mental health struggles and all these things. Our society mm-hmm. will implode, but there's still enough of us. There's more of us than there are of them. Um, they're just louder. They might be a little better funded and, right now. Well, and they have and they have our government. They have yes. the current administration. This yes. current government right. in our country right now is pushing this stuff to its own demise. I hope its Which own is demise. Bizarre. It is right. bizarre. It's yeah. like this is yeah. where the satanic is involved. I think because it's like, how does such a tiny amount of the population get such a massive foothold on everything that we are? There's there had to be some sort of spiritual demonic component to it. We're but, not talking about economic development anymore in the country. Right. We're not talking about yeah. furthering our economics. Exactly. We're talking about binary, non-binary, and gender identity. Yeah. Exactly. We're not talking about the issues anymore. The things that really matter to people is you know how much. Can they buy at the grocery store? You know, how how much does gas cost? We don't talk about these things at all anymore. We're talking about corruption of the Biden family, of Trump, of all these stupid things that don't really affect your day-to-day life at all. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then we see that, like you said, uh, 
Teresa, the craziness of it. I just saw in the news, just this morning, I saw this woman, this young girl, it's not a woman, a younger, 16-year-old girl, who's been accused of hate speech yes. because she saw two men, naked men, in the women's locker as room. She went in, as she went into the women's locker yeah. room. Exactly. Yeah, and so it's like, that's where the insanity, that's where, that's where the insanity is going to self-implode. Right. So am I, am I, am I Pollyannish, or do, I think, do you think I'm onto it a little bit? I think you're absolutely on to it. Um, I just think people are so sick of this nonsense that this, they might have put up with gay marriage for a time, but now it's getting so extreme and so bizarre, and it's affecting their children. You know, parents don't want their kids, their young daughters, to have to play lacrosse with a biological male. And whenever it starts affecting people personally, whenever they start seeing their money go toward, you know, that attitude had been for a long time from a lot of conservatives that were like, oh, yeah, you can be gay, you can do whatever you want, just don't bother me about it. But, well, now yeah. they are bothering you about it, which right. obviously we, we need to be concerned about people, even if they're not bothering us about it. It's our Christian duty to care about every soul and try to guide them to, to heaven. But um, now they're not only bothering us about it, they're forcing us to pay for it. They're forcing us to participate, to celebrate. And if you don't, right. you're a bigot, you're canceled, you're yep. this, you're that. They're, they're, and they're indoctrinating our children in the yes. schools. And so that, that's, the, that's the problem where it's going to be with us a little bit longer, or a lot longer, because our kids are getting indoctrinated, which is a... I mean, we were they're, talking... They're trying to make it normal with that. Right. In the right. book, you mentioned <clears throat> toxic empathy. Can you expand upon that a little bit? Yes, I cannot take credit for coining that phrase. It's uh, an author named John Acuff. But uh, what that refers to is, we've all been there, I do this myself from time to time, but it's where you know that somebody is doing something that's harmful, but you don't say anything because you want them to like you. So you see your friend dating somebody who's bad for them or spending their money unwisely or eating too much or whatever it is. But you're like, you know what? It's more important to me that I be liked by this person. I don't feel uncomfortable, so I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just going to go along to get along. And I think that's how we got in this woke mess in the first place. You know, I think that uh, conservatives and Christians tend to be um, more tolerant, obviously. Um, we are, I think, more loving and more <laughs> more kind. We don't look at our neighbor as, uh, as somebody who's a potential enemy, but we, we genuinely care about people and we want them to be happy. So sometimes that that's caused us not to speak up when we could, and that's whenever we got gay marriage. You know, you see a lot of conservatives who were against gay marriage 10 years ago who are now, like, all about it, you know? Um, so toxic empathy is just, it's something we need to guard against. You know, whenever you see something wrong happening, if you truly love the person, you want what's best for him. And that means speaking up. It doesn't mean you have to preach. It doesn't mean you have to be mean. Uh, obviously, that's not effective. That's not a uh, Christian attitude. But you have to be firm, and you have to say, you know, this lifestyle is bad, and this is why, and this is what's proper, and this is the proper order of things. Um, so we, we really have to guard against thinking about our own ego and our own pride and how much being liked is really worth it at the end of the day because you will be judged. Um, so, <laughs> Teresa, Teresa, what is your all-time favorite Johnny Cash song? <laughs> oh, that would have to be uh, Folsom Prison Blues. Oh, all right. Got a man good. in Reno. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I told you. I can't beat that. No, you can't. Well, you, actually, I like not Ring the of most, Fire. Not the most Catholic no. in the world, but the way he sings it, it's just so memorable. Exactly. And speaking of Johnny Cash, a boy named Sue back in 1964 is not a problem. I mean, it was yeah, a problem. Exactly. Yeah. Was Today is a problem. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So, so. That's so not politically correct. And that's another thing I advise people in the book is to keep around reminders Amen. of the days before wokeness where you're like, yes. oh, you could make a joke about that. You know, you could 
collect all the literature that they're trying to ban, have like a banned book collection, banned movie collection, and watch this and remind yourself, like, Pepe Le Pew was like hilarious. Um, But we're going to forget that those things were even allowed. I think we're too afraid to offend. I mean... There, I mean, some people are so so sensitive. Oh, I don't want to offend this. I don't want to offend this. That you become offensive in the very fact that you try not to offend. Well, that's what she's talking about. Exactly. You want to be liked. You want, it, yeah, instead it, of yeah. instead of we need to explain to the people and love the individuals about what's good for them and what's good for their soul. But the other thing I don't necessarily like, and maybe I mean, we have just a couple of minutes, but I don't like the label conservative liberal in this setting because it's either sane or insane. It, you yeah. know, I mean. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's it's. I would like to think it's not a conservative value, but it is. But I think it's more no. sane or insane. Are you going to be more insane or are you going to be more sane? What what are you going to choose? Right. Well, I I define it in the book as being normal, and that uh-huh. non woke, ordinary, rational, moral American leaders. Yeah, you're not liberal or Democrat. You're not left and right. Um, you're normal. You're just like this is what reality yeah. is. It's not. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I, you know, I'm super pro-life, but I want to kill woke. I just want, yeah. I just want to go. You know, it's yeah, like, exactly. but, but you know, the other hand, it's like, it, make, it kind of makes my life exciting in some ways uh, uh, because I, I preach about this stuff all the time. It's like I, and it's like I am, I'm hitting this so often that I'm, I'm actually kind of in favor of it, just so it gives me a target. It gives you, a, it gives you a target and something to preach. And, on. and Teresa, you wouldn't have this book if it wasn't out there. That's true. Yeah, it's a, it's. They make their uh, their evil agenda very, very punchable. Yeah, like you said, a target. It's very clear yeah. what they're doing. Before it was a little more vague, I would say. But yeah, like I said, all the the gloves are off now, and they're just they're yeah. they literally said we're coming for your children. Exactly. It's like exactly. oh wow okay yeah. So yes. now I think I think that is a silver lining of this. You know, yep. people who were more complacent who who were doing the toxic empathy thing now are like, oh, wow, no, this is not okay. I see how it really is. So I think it will be their own undoing, but we Amen. can't become, become complacent. complacent right. um, Teresa, yeah. give, give us the website before you get your book again. SophiaInstitute.com. Excellent. SophiaInstitute.com, yeah. folks. That's where you want to go. Yeah, that's where you want book. to go. They have it on Am- they'll have it on Amazon, too, but you want Sophia to get the money. I wasn't going to mention that part. I say, yeah, go get Woke Proof Your Life, SophiaInstitute.com. But if our listeners could help get Teresa on the bestsellers list, that would stick That'd it to the great. eye, yes. just like you were saying, Teresa. It's yes. like, and yeah, we, we want to kill Woke. We want to, I, want, I want to have a, a funeral, not, not, not a Christian burial, but I want a funeral for Woke. Yes, I want to preside yeah, over Yeah, we can have like gone. a fun like Viking pyre and like push yes. it out to sea and shoot yes. flaming arrows on Exa- it. Yeah. Exactly. I'll, I'll join you in that. That sounds like something you would do yes. in the loose. <laughs> Teresa, we will. Thank you very yes. much, and I hope that you sell millions of this book. Yes. Uh, of this book. So uh, congratulations on it, and uh, God's blessings on all your work. Keep up the good fight. Thank you so much. God bless you, too. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. So after this, sh- after another this great segment. Yes, another great. They're all great. After this next uh, break, we are going to have a hodgepodge of things to talk about. We are. Yes, yep. we are, folks. Stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 